Hello, and welcome to Teachers Off Topic. I'm Britt. And I'm Becca. And if you're joining us for the first time, this is a podcast where we get together and we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the weird, the gross, all of those aspects of teaching. And we like to kind of revolve it around an article each week. And I didn't have any homework to do because it's Becca's turn. <laughs> it is. It's my week. And it was funny. Right before we hopped on, I was telling Britt that I had found one and I just wasn't feeling it. Like I wasn't, I didn't really want to talk about it. It wasn't something that was going to like motivate me or stir good creative like juices. And then I was like, no, I'm going to try and find another one. And so it's a completely different spin, but I hope you guys really like it. And I, I mean, I liked it when I was reading it and I was like, oh, like it really just made me think teachers are literally capable of anything and everything they set their minds to. Ooh, sweet. I can't wait to hear it because I don't know what it is. So no. I'm surprised. So how was your week? It has been so long. And I'm going to take I am just so tired. Oh. Part of it being, okay, so we just had, we're coming up on the end of our second trimester and we had to give our trimester two district writing benchmark yesterday. Uh-huh. And it's just giving assessments online is very, very difficult and when the district wants us to still pretend and act like we're face to face, extremely aggravating. So I already prepared myself. I knew it was going to be a shit show, but surprisingly my kids, I think because they're just used to zoom and they're used to me kind of just throwing things at them. It actually went a lot better than I anticipated, but I think because I like built myself up for like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a nightmare that I still like tired myself out (laughs) before (laughs) we even like began. (laughs) The anxiety and stress of it just caused you exhaustion. (laughs) Yes. Like at the end of the day, I was like, I am wiped out. And then it didn't help because I had two meetings after school yesterday. So yesterday was just really, really exhausting. And I think it kind of trickled over into today. So yeah, I mean, it hasn't been a bad week. It's just, I'm, I'm just a long week. It's a long week and I am tired. <laughs> well, you guys have a three day weekend. Yeah. We, we get the whole week off. Are you flipping kidding me? No. Okay. So here's the best what part. The F. <laughs> so I'm telling my boyfriend about how I get president's week off. I was like, I'm so excited for a week off. I get president's week. He was like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, I get president's week off. He goes, that's not normal. He goes, you're just saying like, yeah, we get president's week off. And I was like, but you have to think about it this way. I have always had a week off in February ever since I started teaching. So to me, it is normal. And I sometimes forget that other people don't. I know that some people get the four-day weekends, like they get tomorrow and um, Monday off. I'm assuming you only get a three-day weekend. Yeah, a freaking course. <laughs> and so, <laughs> no. So, I mean, I get a week off. And I mean, I'm. This is I'm bullshit. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm super stoked. Mostly because, again, I, it's around that time where I'm just tired of looking at a computer screen all the time. Mm-hmm. That I can't, I can't imagine that. 
And that's, and that's where I think part of my fatigue is coming from. Like, I mean, I wear my blue light blockers, which helps with my eye strain and headaches and stuff. But again, I'm just telling you this week has just kind of kicked my ass. Oh, and you know how I can tell it's kicked your butt? Why? You've cursed twice already. Hey, Hey! it's just one of those weeks for you. Now I'm coming out of the, the niceness. And I thought you were going to say closet. My my sailor language. <laughs> I am the daughter of a retired sailor. I am sorry, but I'm... I don't have an excuse, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> so there. Well, I'm not actually sorry either. But... No, you're not. <laughs> I'd pretend to be sorry. <laughs> it's okay. There's no judgment from me. So, how has your week been? It's been it's been good. good. Uh, you know. This was the first week that my student teacher fully took over 100%. So I did my best to make myself scarce and out of the room just because I don't know when to shut up. Um, listen, I know my strengths, but I definitely know my weaknesses. <laughs> and being quiet you, is a weakness. <laughs> that makes you a well-rounded person that you are aware of of, of every, every aspect. You're good and you're bad. Yep, I know it. And so I did my best around it so I left the classroom a lot so it made me really sad (laughs) (laughs) so what I did this week was pop in the headphones and I started organizing everything so I reorganized my like all the cabinets and all the shelves in my classroom I reorganized my grades uh, storage closet I reorganized another teacher's storage closet (laughs) Oh, nice. And that's not distracting to the kids? No. I think my students are so used to me being sporadic that nothing catches them off guard. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. So it's been it's been a good week. So it's weird because like I don't have any funny student stories. I mean, I did go around. I was tutoring. I was providing behavioral support. So I did all that, but not with my students. And that made me sad. But I do have a story. Oh, I'm ready. So I'm wandering the halls because I have literally nothing to do and no life. And I was like, I might as well get my steps in. So I'm walking and I pass by another teacher's room. And she's like pulling stuff in the middle of class out of a student's desk. And I know her. It's not like her to do that stuff. So I'm like, are you okay? And she goes, yes, there is a smell in here and I cannot find it. And so I walk in and, you know, I pull, I'm, don't worry. I'm like 10 feet away from the kids. I pull my mask down to smell. It was so horrendous. Like I, we, oh, it was so bad. So I was like, what is that? And she goes, I don't know. And she goes, they went to gym. And as soon as they left, she goes, I smelled it. And I was like, when they left? She's like, yeah. So we sat there and she was like, there were two kids who were gone. She goes, so I'm thinking there's something rotten in a desk. So I'm checking their desks and I'm like, okay, she checks it. There's nothing. We check the, you know, the drain in the sink in the classroom. There's nothing. Check the trash can. There's nothing. So I was like, do you mind if I search for it? And she goes, yeah. So I start literally sniffing around. Like, I mean, my nose to the ground, (laughs) literally. And I'm like, okay, you know what that smells like? That smells like spoiled milk. She's like, yeah. And this kid goes, well, I spilt milk on me earlier. 
And I was like, okay, it wouldn't smell this bad. So I walk up to him. I go, do you mind if I smell you? Yes. I asked him if I could smell him. (laughs) Yeah. He goes, yeah. So I get closer so I can smell mask still on and I sniff. It smelled so bad. I was like, I looked at the teacher and I like nodded my head. And so she comes over and she goes, okay. So if you spilled on you, she goes, I don't even see like a stain spot or anything. And she goes, pull everything out of your desk, girl. He pulled out his whiteboard and all over it was like this spoiled curdled milk. Oh my God. The entire freaking inside of his desk was covered in it. It was leaking everywhere. And he goes, yeah, I forgot it there when we last had a sub and I just threw it away today. She informed me they had a sub two weeks ago. That's disgusting. Oh my God. It was so, I was almost vomiting and I do really well with smells, but I was almost vomiting. So we got gloves on and we're like, literally we just chucked almost everything. Just was like, this is like, we can't save this. Sorry. (laughs) No, that is definitely not savable. That's disgusting. And I sat there scrubbing out the inside of that desk for like a good 20 minutes and it still smelled like the custodians had to come in and bleach it. (laughs) That's so nasty. Oh my gosh. But a kid lost his scissors, his pencil pouch and everything in it. (laughs) The the whiteboard, we just threw it away. We weren't even trying. (laughs) Rightfully so, though. I mean, come on. Common sense, child. What grade is this child? Third. Still, they should know. You should know better. And it was like, when we're sitting there saying it smells like spoiled milk, why did you not raise your hand and say, yes, earlier I threw out my spoiled milk and it got everywhere? Like, what? What? What the hell? Because kids are weird, man. They don't want to, like, get in trouble or, like, you know, be the be that kid. I don't know. So gross. Like it smelled in the hallway. That's how gross it was. <laughs> oh, that's grody. Yes. So children, do not put food or drinks in your desk. You will forget them and I will vomit. Yeah, that's nasty. Don't be doing that shenanigans. Isn't that gross? Ugh, yes. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I've been, uh, you know, hanging out, chilling, organizing. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Everything's been pretty calm at home, so that's cool. Hey, that is definitely a good thing. Although, have you seen our weather here? I have. I've seen all your Snapchats where it's like negative this and negative that and all the snow. Let me tell you, it's not just negatives. I can handle negatives, but when the wind chill gets to negative 50, there's an issue. (laughs) Like... Girl, I'm going to send you a picture of my sliding glass door. Like, frost is creeping on the inside. It's piling up ices. Like, chunks of ice are on the inside of my door. It's like dementors are in Great Falls. (gasps) Basically, except way colder. (laughs) (laughs) Except way colder. You know, like, it's when you step outside and your bones freeze. Like, I'm pretty sure if I peed outside, it would freeze or turn to evaporation. Oh, my goodness. Girl. That's crazy. And it's insane. It's just, we've had indoor recess all week, but my class rocks at that. So, (laughs) well, that's good. Also, I'm not in there. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Yay me. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
can I vent to you about something? Of course you can. This is a safe space. Okay. Education programs for like people who want to become a teacher are stupid. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I think we need to go back to apprenticeships because my student teacher, so she has to do these extensive lesson plans. They call them tasks. Her first one has like three to five lessons in it. And it is very extensive. They submit it to the evaluator and they evaluate it. She has failed it four times. <gasps> I have approved of it. Other teachers have seen it and thought it was good. Oh, yeah, like, I, I am furious. We are so mad to the point that she's asking for a different advisor. She's at like, I want to talk to her facilitator. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, that's four times. Yes. And it's a completely online program. And so her clinical supervisor who does her observations is someone at the district office. He used to be a principal and now Uh he's the director of student services. Um, He came and was like, I told him about it. I was like, I'm frustrated. And he, now he's frustrated. (laughs) And so he's like, if I need to make a phone call, I will. (laughs) I was like, why are they making them do these freaking extensive lesson plans that like other than in college or if you're a curriculum developer you will never see again yeah that's like you wild. Will... girl and she has like i think four of them to do we can't even pass the first one. Oh, that's kind of scary like i i can't pass it and i'm a teacher with a master's and i can't pass it but she's passing all of her observations with flying colors huh This is what I don't like is it's too much tedious work when she should be focusing on how to teach. Exactly. That's what this is for is not can you do lesson plans? That's what your whole undergraduate is for or your whole like the before the student teaching is for. Right. No, they're having her do these extent. So she has to do four of those. She has six observations and then she has a portfolio and some other stuff she has to do. Oh, Lord. I'm pissed because yeah. now I feel like I'm not qualified to teach. You're like, oh man. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know what you want. <laughs> Anyways, that's my story. And I All felt right. so bad. I feel bad for her too. We love you, student teacher. You've got this. Yes, we do love you. Okay, I'm ready for your story. Okay, so this is actually an article from weareteachers.com. So... Mm-hmm. That was why I first fell in love with it because I love We Are Teachers. You know how they have all like memes and things like that. I love them. And so this one really stood out to me just because of, again, I'm very much, I have discovered I'm a headline person. Like you have to have a good headline and that's what like- interesting no well that's what I found like from doing these researches for our podcast I'm like ooh, that headline's really juicy let me read into it so really oh that's interesting if you have a good headline I will be your girl I mean that doesn't mean I'm gonna like your article but like (laughs) with your headline like good job by you (laughs) good play on words congratulations because I'm a word person so I think I think that's what it is all right So it says, and it's a quote, I couldn't find the book I wanted for my class. So I wrote it myself. Yes. Like you go girl, please. All right. So 
Uh, here's the story. In her 15 years of teaching, second grade teacher Shannon Olson never intended to become a best-selling children's book author. She just couldn't find the type of book she was looking for to use in her classroom. So she decided to write it herself. Her book, Our Class as a Family, recognizes that teachers do so much for their students outside the walls of a classroom. They really help create a sense of community and give students a much needed feeling of family every single day. I mean, and how true is that for true. all of us? K through 12, doesn't matter what age. I mean, that is 100% true. Turns out Shannon wasn't the only one who wanted a book with this same theme. Since she first published it in May of 2020, more than 130,000 copies have been sold. The book also reached the number one spot for children's book on Publishers Weekly, as well as other lists. Yes, girl. Um, we Are Teachers did an interview with her to take a look at how she really defined the odds of becoming a best-selling children's book author. And it was all inspired by her life as a teacher. I was Woo-hoo. like, yes, you go, Shannon. So here's a Q&A from why like what drove her to so their question was do you have a background in writing Shannon I've always wanted to be an author since I was a kid really I actually knew I wanted to be an author before I knew I wanted to be a teacher I majored in English at UC Irvine and minored in education but that is my only writing background I became more inspired to write children's books after I started making other resources for the classroom on Teachers Pay Teachers. Shout out to those teachers on Teachers Pay Teachers because no, for real. I love your stuff, especially their digital stuff this year. Woo-hoo. me a lot of time, a lot of time. No, like they save me all the time. <laughs> Seriously. Um, she said, once I started creating materials, I started a blog and a teacher Instagram account. Their second question was, when did you first have the idea for your book? Shannon said, it was during the beginning of the school year back in 2019. I was reading aloud several back to school books to my students at the time. I thought to myself, I wish there was a book that expressed the message that our class is a family. Next question was, why was the topic interesting to you? Shannon said, just like many teachers, one of the things I've always told my classes is that we are like a family. Mm -hmm. It not only makes classroom management and class community stronger, but this idea has really helped students feel accepted and that our class is a place where they belong. Absolutely. I find it helps keep students or get students to come to school in the first place. Absolutely. Since I couldn't find a book like it, I took advice from one of my favorite childhood authors, Beverly Cleary. She once said, if you don't see the book you want on the shelf, write it. Word. Boom. I'm like, girl, like I'm telling you, I was reading this and it just, it got me so excited. I'm like, I want to write a book. Oh my God. (laughs) Me too. Let's write a book. Let's write a book. Co-authors. Let's do it. Britt and Becca. Let's write a children's book about a teacher who her class drives her nuts. Okay. Although the kind of is. Miss um, Nelson is missing. Yeah, but we could make it like we can make our own spin and twist on it. Let's, Let's do this. Let's just add one more thing to our. Now we got this. <laughs> um, so Matt's about to deploy. I'm going to have way more time on my hands. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Let's so my goats. <laughs> yes. Um. So 
we are teachers asked her what happened next. She said, I had the idea, but I didn't even think about how I would publish it or market it at this point. I just sat down and wrote it out first. Then after that, I thought, now what? I had no idea how to go about publishing a book. So I started reaching out to make connections. I spent a lot of time doing research about the different options like traditional publishing versus self-publishing. Initially, I thought I wanted to try the traditional route. Then I realized that even on the slim chance that a traditional publisher would accept my book, it would still take years before I'd actually have the book in my hands. So I thought I'd give self-publishing a go instead. I figured even if nobody bought the book, at least I went for it and then could read it to my students. Yes. I'm like, this woman is such an inspiration to me. For real. Um, Next question was, how did you decide on illustrations for the book? She said the illustrations were really important to me because as a teacher, I know you can have a great story or book, but if you don't have the right illustrations or visuals to go with it, that it won't work. Yep. I spent a lot of time, hours upon hours, searching for and contacting different illustrators. I finally found Sandy Sonk, who didn't live too far away from me in Southern California. Other than her talent, I loved that she was open to collaboration. Yes. Um, Next question was, after the illustration were finished, how did you go about getting physical copies? Shannon said, as a busy working mom, my time is very valuable to me. And just as teachers in general, isn't our time valuable? Yep. I knew that I would probably be able to save a lot of time and frustration by hiring someone to help me get the book properly formatted and uploaded to sell on Amazon. Once the listing was live, I just announced it on my Instagram page with a picture of me holding the book. It was really scary to put myself out there like that because you just never know how your work will be perceived, but the teaching community was so supportive. This I can 100% back. Teachers will always have teachers backs. Yep. Word. And I love that. Um, uh, next one was, are you working on any new projects? Um, she said, yes, I have written a couple of new books and Sandy is helping her with the illustrations. So they have like a great little collaboration going on. Um, she's planning on having her first one released in the late spring of this year. And she also just started offering virtual author visits. Oh, I'm like, I kind of want to reach out to her because she teaches second grade. Like, how cool would that be? I'll be like, hey, girl, I talked about you on my podcast. Check it out. Check it out. Go listen to me talk about you. <laughs> we love you, girl. You're an inspiration, Shannon. Good job, Shannon. Yes, yeah. Shannon. I shall say her name like that because it's kind of awesome. And she's awesome. So great job, Shannon. <laughs> So the last question that they asked was, what's your advice to others who might want to write or publish? So this is where you and I really need to listen. Okay. Ears are open, focused. And writing the book is the easy part. It's everything else that comes after that's the challenge. If you're a new author who wants to self-publish, you need to have a solid marketing plan in mind. Social media, paid advertising, and email marketing can be helpful. Plus, it helps if you can really... You, it helps if you can create an established platform or network in your field prior to launching your book. A lot of aspiring authors reach out to me to ask for advice. I try to be as helpful as I can, but I always tell them that the biggest thing is putting in the time and doing the research. We all have different things in our lives that we are balancing. 
When I wrote and published this book, I was teaching full-time and running a business on TPT. I'm also very family-oriented and want to spend a lot of quality time with my husband and two young daughters. It would have been easy to say I don't have enough time or had too much on my plate, but when something matters enough to you, you make the time. Okay, now she's just showing off. Boom. Now she's just I, showing off. <laughs> I it. You get it, Shannon. Shannon. I can't even get on the elliptical. Word. <laughs> Half the time, I'm too lazy to get out of bed in the middle of the night to go pee. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I don't know if a book is on, you know, in my future right now. But see, <laughs> I told you that that wasn't going to disappoint you. I told you it was going to motivate you like it motivated me. That's impressive. Let's write a book. Let's write a book. <laughs> you want to know what I've always wanted to write about? What? So I have always struggled to, you know, get kids to see a different perspective of things. And this is going to sound weird at first, so bear with me. Okay. So I thought about doing a two-part book. The first part, it goes through this, you know, for example, a whole day of this pesky like bee who won't leave a kid alone outside and the kid's getting frustrated trying to kill it and swat it and get it away and then the second part of it it replays the day but just from the bee's point of view oh that it wasn't trying to pester him and it wasn't like really he was trying to be nice or he was asking for help and so just saying how the situation changes depending on perspective I love that thank you I totally followed you down that rabbit hole and it made 100% sense to me because you know what inspired me for this? What? Christopher Columbus. It's all about perspective. When we learned it when we were younger, because this country was ran by predominantly white men, he was the one who discovered America. But if you switch your perspective to the natives, he's a terrorist. This is very true. So it's all about perspective. It is all about perspective. Wow, we're getting really deep now. Dang, I'm impressing myself, yo. Hey. But yeah, wouldn't that be cool? And I would love to do like a series on it. So not just like one book, but have a bunch of different things that involve different scenarios of perspective. Kind of like Magic Treehouse and how it just like builds upon each other. Yes. And like you could have just two main characters. Oh, I love that. Anyways, if anyone out there steals my idea, I will literally come to your house and punch you in the throat. <laughs> Patent it now. Patent it now. Like TM, isn't it? What isn't that what that's called? TM trademark. Trademark it. You are, you are whatever. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. I probably shouldn't have said this while recording. It's fine. That's okay, though. Listen, it's a good idea. Don't snatch ideas. It's not nice. Well, and it could be done at different levels. So like even in kindergarten, it could be done just a more simple, less text. It could be put into like a magic tree house, like a chapter book. I agree. Ooh, I like this. (gasps) And you know how I would do the book? What? So like you open it up, you read the first story, but to read the second story, you have to turn it around and flip it upside down. Ooh, I've seen stories like that. Those are fun. <gasps> I want to do it. Thanks, oh Shannon. God. Yeah, Shannon. Get it, Shannon. Good one. That was a good article. Thank you for sharing that. See? I told you. I told you. Mm. Inspired. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Light bulbs everywhere. Ching, 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 ching. 
Is that what light bulbs sound like? Well, in my brain, well, they can't see us. So I had to give some sort of sound effects. What would you say a light bulb would sound like? Um, Like I would do like <laughs> the, t- shut up. I would do. <laughs> oh, I, like I would do. Um, I would do like the turning on of it. Like a, <laughs> could you hear that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like the light switch. No. Okay, well, F you. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious. All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. What was your win for the week? Okay. So there has been one of my former students who his teacher came to me and said she's concerned about him. Um, Just worried for his overall mental health. He's been really withdrawing. And so over the past couple of weeks, I've been spending a lot of time with him, you know, having us do just really menial tasks so that I could rebuild that relationship with him that I used to have and I could get him to open up. And he's opened up um, and he kind of came out and was like, you know, I think I'm depressed. I was very impressed that he could identify it, but he's like, I don't know what over. And so we were talking, I said, you know, a lot of times when we've gone through some trauma, which he has, I said, oftentimes our brain protects ourselves, ourselves in the moment, but at some point we have to deal with that trauma. And I said, you know, I was like, maybe mom can take you to the doctors and you guys can see what you guys can do. Well, today I go to school. I put a little sticky note on his desk. I said, remember, you are amazing. And I signed my name. And then I found out that because he is Native American that our um, Indian ed teacher was going to have an elder come in and do a Native American smudging ritual, which I had no idea what that was. Yeah. So I had to Google it. And then I asked to be a part of it as soon as I did. So I got to be part of this ritual and I just feel so like just more open, you know, getting to see that. And he came in and it's such a calm atmosphere like it's a very, I can't even explain it. It's very grounding and calm. And what they do is they burn like sage and then sweet grass and other things. And you cleanse your body with it by pulling the smoke towards you. You can fan it towards yourself. And what it does is it gets rid of the bad energy and bad spirits. And it was just really cool to see him learn about his culture and for me to be able to partake in it because it's not my culture. Um, but just to be able to be a part of something that's that important. And then he got some supplies so that he could do it himself at home. And I was walking him to his locker so he could put it in his locker and he opens his locker. And the only thing in there is the sticky note I gave him. It was just right there at eye level, like right as soon as you open it, I was like, oh my God. That's so cute. That's so sweet. That means it meant something to him. Yes. Oh my God. I love him. (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah. Yay. Anyways, what's your win? Well, I don't know how I'm going to top that. Mine seems so like (laughs) menial and mediocre and stupid after that. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, I had two days of perfect attendance this week. What up? Shut up. Yeah. But you got 100% of your class online. 
100% of my class online on both Tuesday and Wednesday today. Yes. But it's so exciting. I was like, what is happening? That's amazing. What do you mean that's not as good as mine? Well, because yours is like powerful and meaningful and <laughs> like all emotional and like pulls at the heartstrings. I'm like, yeah, I had two days worth of perfect attendance. Wah, Listen. Wah. That's a big deal because during this pandemic, getting those kids online is hard and it's frustrating when they don't show up and then all of a sudden show up and they have no idea what's going on. I guess this is true, but it was really nice. And just this was was, your first time, right? This was my first time. (gasps) Yay. I know. Are they going to get back on? Who knows? I mean, we had (laughs) a few days and didn't today. I had two not show up today. So, ugh. That's a thing. Come on, kiddos. Get your butt online. Not literally. You can do it. Turn your power button on. Yeah, sign in. Click that link. Click that link. (laughs) Log in to Zoom. Log in to Zoom. (laughs) This is going to be great. We should make alarms like this. Oh, my gosh. Get up, sucker. Get up, sucker. (laughs) Get up, sucker. Okay, what would get you out of bed? What sound? My alarm gets me out of bed. I don't need like a actual sound, I don't think. You know what gets me out of bed faster than anything else? What? When I hear my dog's about to puke. Ew, that's nasty. Like I jump out of that freaking bed. I run up the stairs and I beg my door to hurry up and open because it's frozen shut. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, because of the dementors. <laughs> of the dementors those are some very large dementors and there's a lot of them so like my dogs which are labs and they're they love being outdoors like shelby if it's even above 30 she's grumpy it'd be like negative 10 out there and she's rolling in the snow i know it's bad when she goes out and comes right back in and like they're holding up their feet because the ground is too cold you're like that's how we know it's cold yep so (sighs) all right well, yeah. Okay. I love how both of us were like so blase before we started recording. And now I'm all like pumped and energized. Yeah. I know. Where's I'm pumped t- to write this book. Yeah. Book time. Hey, any illustrators out there listening to us talking right now? Hit us up at teachersofftopic at gmail.com. Ooh, while we're talking about that, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us. Like the best way to help podcasters out is to write reviews, not just click the stars, but actually write a review. Tell us what you think. Um, or if you have any funny stories you want to share with us, you can always email us at teachersofftopic at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have a Facebook page and an Instagram. So. Word. If you want to go find us on any of the socials, we are there. Well, not any of them because not Twitter. Okay. Facebook and Instagram. If you have Facebook, (laughs) come. Come to Facebook and Instagram. We are on those two socials. Come hither. (laughs) Come hither. All right. That's all we got. All right, friends. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, Shannon. Bye, Shannon.